0: Hi folks, I'm Duncan Gill, Child and Adolescent Psychiatrist.
1: And I'm Victoria Lee, Licensed Clinical Mental Health Counselor, and welcome to Is There a Med for That? The podcast about teen mental health and behavioral problems and what to do about them.
0: Victoria and I have been working for uh, years together with kids. Sometimes we use therapy, sometimes medication, sometimes we give some guidance to parents.
1: And sometimes kids just need to be left alone.
0: We don't have all the answers, but we probably have some of them. We'll do our best to share what we've learned over the years working with struggling kids and their families.
1: We hope you enjoy the show, and we can be helpful to those who have taken on the hardest job in the world, being a parent. All right, and today we were hoping to go over a couple of questions that we had emailed to us from parents out there at large in the community.
0: At large, as (laughs) if they're uh, criminals. Looming
1: over us. Do you want to start, Dunk, by jumping right into the questions today?
0: Sure. Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah.
1: All right. You got them right there.
0: i am got a list of questions from, uh, I'd like to say listeners, but right now they're parents because we don't have a huge following quite yet. Not yet. All right.
1: Hopefully by next week we're pretty big.
0: Question from Amanda in Nashua. Um, let's see. How would you handle a situation with your child when you were already at your wits' end?
1: So important. I think it's a really great first question too for our show because I think a lot of parents who are going to be tuning in um, are going to have that experience, right? That they are at their wit's end. Uh, Maybe more often they've found themselves in the past in that situation. And so our approach is particularly good for when you find yourself in that situation. And when I talk about our approach, we'll get more into that in depth on later episodes. We call it holistic education um, there's a lot of information out there at large. It's going to be my thing today, in the community and on our website. If you if you want more information at this point, but we will be talking more about it. Um, but a good first question because our approach really helps parents when they're feeling overwhelmed. Um, and the very first thing we recommend doing if you find yourself in that situation when you are handling maybe a crisis with your child or maybe not a crisis, maybe you're just in a crappy mood and. Something they're doing that's perfectly okay is just yeah, rubbing the wrong way. Yeah, can
0: we throw an example out just so you Great get it? Great idea. Sense. Uh, so let's say your, what, 16-year-old daughter is lying in bed and you've been exhausted and had a crappy day at work and um, you got a headache and you go up and um, what are we asking her to do? Empty the dishwasher, okay, because nobody's emptied the dishwasher in like four days. And um, we say, "Hey, could you help with the dishwasher?" And you're already in a really crummy mood. And she says, um, "Go to hell," or something like that. She's right in on. a bad mood too, and um, and you just want to blow up and um, do all kinds of bad stuff that you regret
1: later. Like give her the finger, maybe.
0: For example. For example, <laughs> let's not talk See about our that, first right? Now. I did podcast. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Great. That's, yeah, I think the context can be helpful. So in that moment, we recommend if the moment you start to feel dysregulated, that you're way more emotional and you're coming from your emotional self more than from your rational self, we recommend that you just pause, right? And if you can in that moment, it sounds cheesy, but even count to 10. And if that doesn't calm you down enough, which oftentimes it doesn't (laughs) when you're in that space, literally take space, unless there's a crisis, if, if there's an emergency situation, which we often will call train track moments, right? If your kid's on the tracks and the the train's right there, please don't take space, pull your kid (laughs) off the track, (laughs) do what you got to do. But nothing, there's no emergency if, you know, it goes into day five with the dishes not being taken out, even though in the moment it can feel like that. Um, But it's our job as parents to, to be the leader in that moment in, in, We can feel overwhelmed, but we don't have to act overwhelmed. And so you embrace your feeling of being overwhelmed at your wit's end. Um, It's okay to be human, and you can role model that for your kids, that you're human too. You're frustrated. And take space. So that's where you're going to guide your behavior. You walk out of the room. You can calmly just let her know, like, you know, know, I'm I'm super frustrated right now. Um, I think i I got to go take some space for a bit, maybe we can talk about this later, and just excuse yourself and calm down. So now you're, you're role modeling for her what to do when you're overwhelmed. And instead of, you know, staying there and fighting, engaging in adversarial dynamic with that person, which just means fighting, right, being warlike with them, this person that you love in life, uh, you can role model walking away and taking that space and calming down and regulating. Because if you sit there and fight, we usually don't see much good come from that.
0: No, kids have more energies and they'll, they'll ultimately, quote, win, end quote, which really doesn't yeah. mean winning, but Such a they'll outlast point. you. You know, I think there's a temptation, even if, you know, beyond just feeling really frustrated, to be a parent and almost walking away feels like a little bit of a failure, perhaps, mm. um, because you feel like you ought to be able to assert your authority or yeah, your role as a parent and immediately. Uh, respond in some kind of way that's gonna um, help your child uh, help your child out or grow up
1: and I think sometimes it comes from maybe not even as noble of a place it's more just because you want that done right and I'm the parent and I said so
0: right right um, damn it <laughs> <laughs> damn it I had to empty the dishwasher
1: <laughs> yeah very reasonable request right
0: um, yeah so uh, let's say you uh, are able to take space, uh, what's the next step?
1: uh, I want to just jump in real quick too and and mention um, humbling yourself is really important because I think you really hit that on the head dunk with like in that moment because I'm the parent, right? You want there sometimes to be a certain reaction from your child. But other people's reactions often have nothing to do with us and we can only control our side of the street. That's even true with our kids. Or our spouse, and that can be extra painful because we are, we, hopefully, love our spouse and our kids, and we want to, we want to feel that we can have influence over them. But in that moment, they might not be granting us influence, and that's okay. Um, but humility in parenting is really a really big part of our approach. And sometimes I think that, ultimately, at first, can be deflating for some parents, but it can also be super liberating.
0: It can feel like a defeat. Right? you can walk out feeling like you just lost yeah but um
1: which welcome to parenthood in a certain way right <laughs>
0: you lost as soon as you had the kid right right
1: in like the best way ever right because it's no longer about you right in so many ways it's about hopefully a lot bigger things um, and about our kids yeah
0: Humble and you have self. a chance both to role model taking space and having really angry feelings and and not succumbing or giving into them, you also have the ability, uh, you have an opportunity if you mess up and give your child a finger or threaten to tear up homework, you have an opportunity to take some space and then apologize for it um, and turn it into a victory of sorts.
1: Yeah, an opportunity. It's a great way to, again, kind of cheesy sometimes, but the moment can feel like a crisis, but it could actually be a great opportunity, right? Even when it doesn't, it might not be in the feel good category, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so that um, you're also hitting on this idea of putting relationship before content. And so we're trying to focus on our So instead of jumping into a fight because, damn it, the dishes are so important. <laughs> right. We're going to focus on our relationship and we can have a positive relationship even when we don't feel good. We can still do that as humans, and that's a gift. Because oftentimes in life, we there's going to be ups and downs and times when we don't feel good, and we want a role model for our kids that we can still have good relationships with one another even when we're not feeling good.
0: I think that's great that you point that out, that suddenly the content becomes much less important. We do that a lot of work, yeah. where it can be very easy to get stuck in the details. Well, it hasn't been empty for four days, and... Um, just get lost in those details. And it can happen in all kinds of arguments, right? mm-hmm. all kinds of people. But suddenly, uh, stepping back is important and taking a look at the larger picture of uh, First things first. First things first.
1: Yeah. Yeah, stepping back. It's a real big skill, and that's often what taking space allows us to do, is take that step back. And just to point out, too, it is important. We will eventually get to those details. We will eventually get there, but the idea of first things first is that, we're not going to let the details of the dishes come before our loving relationship with our kid.
0: Even if we don't feel super loving towards them at the time.
1: Yeah. And that's important to embrace because we do have moments right in our life where we don't feel very loving to maybe anyone or anything, even our kids. And that can be humbling to admit. And hopefully it's, you know, less time than when we do feel loving towards them, but maybe we're going through a crisis in our own life and we don't have control over that.
0: Right. That's another good point. Um, you know, there could be something, you know, it's tempting immediately to think there's something wrong with your child, um, which in this case it sounds like. Uh, but uh, perhaps your frustration tolerance is really low and um, you need something yourself. Uh, if you're constantly uh, sleep-deprived or um, angry Overworked. or depressed or yep. anxious, um, maybe time to take care of yourself so you're not living on the edge all the time. Um which doesn't excuse excuse your child saying go to hell. No. But um, if you're always on the edge, then um, this is going to happen a lot to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so if you're noticing in your life, you're often at your wits end, pausing and taking a step back in that moment, but even at large in your life.
0: <laughs> did you just say at large again? I
1: did. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's, that's, I think, that's coming I think from. that's our
0: first callback, Yeah. right? Isn't that what this is? What's goes, a callback? From? Call back when you make a joke. Like Letter means you call okay. back and then you come back to it over and over again. You go back to the well.
1: All right.
0: So you can do it next call episode back. too.
1: All right. Might be my thing.
0: I think it's, <laughs> we're looking sort of a, for a stick here, right?
1: Yeah. We're trying to find ourselves in, on our podcast. It's the next <laughs> developmental milestone.
0: I don't know, Vicki, if you wanted to actually go farther into what you do when you return or if that. Yeah,
1: I love that. Let's keep going with it. All right. Um, so we're, first, we dealt with the part when you're in that emotional state. You're dysregulated, and you're taking space. Going to get regulated. Sometimes you can take five minutes, and that might calm you down. Other times, it might need to be longer. All right. And one of Joe's. So Joe is the founder of the program that Duncan and I run. Um, what thirteen years ago you guys founded? 14, it? I think. 14, yeah, Fourteen now. Um, and we're, we'll mention him a lot on the on the podcast. Um, but he, I forget what I was going to say.
0: Uh, Joe. Something or other. There's Um, a lot to think about with Joe, so it's not surprising you get overwhelmed. Yeah. Stepping back, how long would you take space for?
1: He would often say nothing eternal is at stake. Sometimes we feel that pressure that we have to get back in there and, and get back on that issue. And oftentimes, there's no time pressure. Right, like we can take a little longer if we need to, and often it's better to take longer if you aren't in that space. If your spirit's not right, if you're going to walk back in there and start a fight or yell in role model unhealthy behavior, not time to go back in yet. But say you are, like whatever, however much time you need to get to that spot, we'd recommend you go back and humbly ask, hey, you know, is now an okay time to talk? Um, I know I got upset before, and I, I just wanted to process process that with you a little bit.
0: Yeah, and actually that time is good for your child too, mm. right? To have a little bit of space to reflect on maybe what they just did or said. And um, if you go immediately into a fight, there's no time for your child necessarily to reflect either and say, oh, my God, I was just a jerk to my parent. Mm. So,
1: Right. Um, but, yeah,
0: so you humble yourself. Yep.
1: And one thing we recommend often is you start by asking, is now an okay time to talk? Which a lot of parents at first find odd but especially with teenagers we don't want to just walk in and assume that they should speak to us right now right if we're just going about life and we're all in the same room yeah like you know obviously just keep talking to each other and interact but if you're going into their bedroom right ask like hey you know is now an okay time to check in especially if you have something not fun to check in about like doing the dishes
0: it's also good in that it puts a little bit of pressure on the child, um, who either has an opportunity to say, no, I don't, you jerk, Mm -hmm. or has an opportunity, it puts a little bit of responsibility on them. Um, It's kind of like being nice when somebody insults you, Mm -hmm. uh, and you are the one who actually looks like a jerk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait, who looks like a jerk? The other person looks like a jerk. Or you know what I'm saying? No, 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 I do. It? No,
1: I'm following you. Like, so if if I ask a humble question, right, is now an okay time to check in? And you respond with something like, no, you jerk. If I'm humble, I almost act like a mirror, right, where they're left looking at themselves. Right. Whereas if I walk in, they're all worked up, there's that mirror is already turbulent, right? They can just
0: focus on you.
1: Yeah. And that's an irresistible distraction for most people, never mind teenagers, with their parent. And we don't wanna be that distraction. We wanna help align kids and help kids regulate and see things clearly. Really important. Yeah, so we request that is now an okay time to talk. We have and then maybe they maybe they respond negatively and we can ask them about that. Um, but maybe they just say, you know, right now is not a good time. You know, like I'm wicked tired, really bad day at school. And if nothing huge is at stake, maybe this is a big issue because maybe the dishwasher was something that they had committed to doing by the end of today.
0: Not only that, but it um, gives an opportunity for something you may not- not expect at all, which mm-hmm. is for a child to apologize. Yeah. If you immediately take that space away and go in um, guns a-blazing, mm-hmm. uh, you, you're never going to have that moment. But some of the parents we work with who actually ask those questions can be shocked mm-hmm. that their child actually has a soul and is willing to uh, apologize for something they did that that occasionally happens.
1: Right. So if you are you walk in with humility and you ask now an okay time to talk, right, and they say, yeah, mom, totally, and I know I didn't do the dishes yet. Sometimes kids will surprise us in that way because they know what's on your mind, right? And then that's great. I even, um, the other piece too, like what what that brought up for me was the way we talk to our kids, they're picking that up, right? And so if you don't want your kid just to fling open your bedroom door and say, hey, mom, you said 20 times today already that you would drive me to basketball and it's been four hours, you know, like, What's your problem? We don't want our kid to talk to us like that, then we don't want to, we shouldn't talk to our kids like that. We're it's unhelpful. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I noticed the other day um, driving in the car and I forget what they even asked, but my two kiddos were in the two of my kids were in the, the far back in the minivan. which is kind of funny that I drive a minivan now.
0: <laughs> we all go through it <laughs> at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's not, great! It's not a defeat. Yeah. it's an opportunity. Embrace here, right? it. Embrace it. Um, but they're in the back, and they were ac- actually something. The younger one did something that was a little bit questionable, and my <laughs> older son, who is only eighteen months older than him, but the oldest in the family, he asked him a humble question, and that was is a, it a three-year-old. Four. He's four. He's he just four. turned four now.
0: Okay, It's <laughs> birthday. Yeah. Still impressive.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and and it felt. It, I realized, okay, like, we're on the right track because they're interacting that way with each other, and it felt nice to have, you know, his older brother ask him a question versus tell him, stop it, or... And it was good. It was powerful. And so I think just more that reflecting on the way that we act is our role modeling is, is how we can help our kids learn.
0: So, Victoria, let's say... Uh, daughter says didn't I tell you to go to hell yeah
1: right well in that moment right so if did she already say that let's can we back up just a minute and go back to all right so you're going to be her and I'll be the mom right all right so I, I calmed down I took some space it's an hour or two later did some yoga did some deep breathing not that you have to do that at all but that'd be nice I don't have time to do any of that anymore right now in my life. <laughs> I knock on the door and say, you know, hey, hon, I just wonder if now's an okay time to talk. Fine. And I am noting him quietly in my head, not out loud. I'm noting that she has a little bit of an attitude, um, a negative attitude. I'm just noting that. I'm not going to jump on that yet. I'm going to further explore the situation. and I, I'm going to say thank you. I appreciate you taking time to talk to me and it seems like you got some stuff you're doing here so I, I really do appreciate that um, I want to say sorry I'm, I'm really sorry that I came up here an hour or so ago and just flung the door open and demanded that you do the dishes or you know I think I was in a a lot of stuff has been going on today which isn't your problem at all and I was feeling a little bit dysregulated and I apologize for my spirit towards you
0: What's dysregulated mean?
1: Dysregulated. You know when you're like all over the place? Emotionally, you're not like centered or balanced feeling. Huh. And sometimes when I feel dysregulated, I'm not acting um, in a healthy way.
0: Well, I changed my mind. I don't want to talk about it.
1: You don't want to talk about the about anything?
0: Just leave me alone.
1: Okay. That's fair enough. I can leave you alone. Um this is the first time we're checking in about it. Um, can we – I had a question about the dishes, which can wait. I can totally leave you alone about it. Um, is there a time that we could talk?
0: I just don't want to talk about it at all.
1: You don't want to talk about the dishes at all?
0: Nope. Hmm.
1: Well, at some point I think we might need to do that if, as a family, we're going to have clean dishes. Why? Well, if they don't ever get done or we don't share that, I don't think, I wonder do you think that's going to lead to us having clean dishes or us all getting along and functioning well?
0: You're really pissing me off.
1: I'm, I, I, that is not my intention. I'm sorry. I can tell you're upset. We can come back to this, but I just, it'd be really helpful if you could tell me when we can come back to this. Later. Later today? Fine. I appreciate that. Sounds good. And I'd take some space, and we'd come back to it. Now, if this was the third time that we've talked about this, I might not come back to it. I might say, you know what, we we gotta have, we gotta work this out now, because I don't want to enable them. Just delay, delay, delay. So I'm asking myself, where is there an imbalanced behavior that's happening? And the imbalance behavior is that they're avoiding taking responsibility for something. But if it's the first time, I'm going to be flexible. I'm going to work with them, right? And then working with them, even if it's the fourth time, but I'm going to work with them in a way that I ensure I'm not going to enable an imbalanced avoidance. And they, you know, this, we can get more into this part of our approach later in a different podcast, but we have a process called the four R's where you actually walk through from reflecting, which we did when we took space, all the way towards from two. Um, A group member, which family member, a group member, however you want to define it, decides um, that they don't want to practice being a member of the family, um, which sounds really daunting, but it's really not that daunting. Um, We can walk you through that process and how to then welcome them back in and all team back up. So our approach is all about teaming up together as a family.
0: So this was, I'm not the girl anymore. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I need to do a high-pitched voice next time. That'd That'd be great. great. (laughs) Um, so the, actually, this this was really mostly about reflection. Could you yep. explain that so this is the first of four steps? That- All
1: right. Before we lose our listeners, Dunk, maybe we should come back to our original question.
0: Right. The original question was, how would you handle a situation with your child when you were already at your wit's end?
1: Right. And then we use this scenario of a 16-year-old teenage girl and her room and we were upset about her not having done or unloaded the dishwasher yet. And She uh,
0: told you to go to hell.
1: And she told you to go to hell, right? And you are having a rough day. And so you were feeling um, emotional and upset, frustrated. There aren't any of those words, right? When you're at your wits end, done. <laughs> I'm trying to like really embody, like feeling in my body, like what it feels like to be at my wits end. we recommend taking space which is actually one of our guidelines that we use in our program that goes along with our approach. We'll be talking about other guidelines at different points in our podcast, but this one that we're highlighting today is take space when emotionally overwhelmed. Calmly request space when emotionally overwhelmed. Ideally, you calmly request it. Like, hey, Dunk, I'm just feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Do you mind if I head out for the day or, you know, for a minute? Duncan's also my boss, so I was thinking I was overwhelmed at work. And <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that I went a for the whole day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed in this podcast moment. Yeah, totally.
0: I think I was pretty good. Um, I'll probably leave it at that.
1: <laughs> Duncan's done. He's at his wit's I'm end. I'm done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining today. See you next time. See
1: you next time.